0: Hey, Mystic Michaela, spiritual family, welcome to Know Your Aura with Mystic Michaela. Today, we're talking about gaslighting, and we're talking about how narcissists work in each aura color in detail. But first, hey, Scotty, hey guys. So you know um, my process. <laughs> in, in the middle of these episodes, we often have like my little, I guess, like speech or talk or like yeah. whatever, the focus of it, um, and. I always, you know, I write notes and I record it usually before this part, but when I was doing it, I felt, and this happens sometimes during my speeches, I felt this like download from spirit and it came about gaslighting and it was actually really powerful for me because with the whole relationship with narcissists thing, the gaslighting thing, I understand it. Gaslighting is like a term that's used when people tell you that what you perceived or felt or heard wasn't real. And I always understood that, but I never really understood it. And you'll hear it in the middle of it as I'm like kind of going through it. I really understand it now.
1: Okay, so what you're, basically what you're saying is you, you were, doing the, we were doing this episode... You were doing your, you know, preparing for your, your, your speech, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And then while you were doing that, after you had finished recording it, you had this like epiphany about gaslighting.
0: Yeah. Like as I was talking, I did have the epiphany. Like you'll hear me. Okay. I'm like, this. oh my God, this is what it is like that. You'll hear me. Right. And then I can't get it off my mind because what I just experienced during talking about it to, to all of you was a spiritual download. And I think the way that I work is I'll get a spiritual download and it'll just kind of like be a little crack. And then it's been on my mind for like, I don't know, 12 hours. Oh. And, 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 I, and just in all my studying and personal experience with narcissism and uh, therapy, I've never heard gaslighting explained to me the way that spirit like really explained it to me right now.
1: Okay. So I have never gotten any of these types of messages from spirit, <laughs> first of all. I want to say I've never got a spiritual download, I don't think. So... Have I? I, don't I think, think so. you
0: have. Yours come, you're red. So yours kind of come in like ideas, like bursts of like, hey, wait a second, like really creative, spontaneous yeah. moments of ideas.
1: Okay. Well, I want now, I'm actually doing this to build the suspense a little oh, bit about okay. what your, your epiphany oh, okay. was. So, you know, now the audience is like, oh, Scott, stop talking because they want to hear that. <laughs> so, you feel
0: that, you're empathic. Yeah, it. I'm actually
1: feeling the audience say, Scott, this is a time <laughs> where you need to stop talking and let Mystic Michaela. But I
0: need to be organized because I'm all excited about it. Right.
1: And I'm kind of just like kind of, I thought it was like building the uh, suspense. Okay.
0: I love, let's meta talk our so, process. Yeah. I, I
1: want to read you about our new dental plan that we have. <laughs> that got and the, then my home insurance. And, right. and then my Wells Fargo. This is okay.
0: what I got about all gaslighting.
1: Right.
0: <sighs> okay. It's. It's hard because I've had personal experiences with it. So it's kind of, it's wrapped up in emotion for me. But when a narcissist who you have a relationship with, and this isn't you, because people are like, is she talking about Scott? And it's not.
1: (laughs) Are you sure it's not me?
0: (laughs) When a narcissist you have a relationship with your whole entire life and you so deeply want their love when you hear them say something like legit hear it or when you feel them do something to you and you really feel bad or you see them do something to you that's abusive or dismissive or whatever and and you gather up the courage or gall to be like call them on it like to you know hey i heard you say this to your friend about me or i i heard you i overheard you say this about me or, or this is what you did to me or this is how i feel Immediately, the narcissist gaslights and they'll say, Oh, absolutely not. You know, I don't know. I didn't. I'm not having an emotional affair with that person. Like, we're just friends. You're insecure. You're, you, that's your, that's your issue. You're projecting that onto me. That's not, that's you, not me. Oh my gosh, I would never say that about you. You misheard me. You know, the other person who you heard that information from, they're crazy. They haven't. So when they take the time to make up the story that throws you out of your reality, what happens is, is you interpret that as love. Especially if you've been a victim of narcissist abuse your whole life. So gaslighting becomes a love language. And there's this way, there's this very broken and programmed part of you, which you know I totally have, where it's like, oh my gosh, that they bothered to make up the story means that they must care about me.
1: <laughs> that is totally... Insane. Yeah, like, like, like I do like,
0: that, that that he. I, I mean, I'm just. You could put this in any relationship with a narcissist, but like that that person bothered to I make up a whole story about it and lie means that they love me. Wow. And, you know that they bothered to take the time to rewrite reality. Oh, okay, they love me, and and you can actually feel better after you've been gaslit in a way because you're like, oh, okay, well. And, and it's easier for you to be like, maybe I don't know, or maybe I am stupid, or maybe I am insecure, or maybe I am paranoid, because you'd rather be the crazy one than the unloved one. Okay. And so gaslighting becomes this way of feeling like somebody paid attention to you. If somebody bothers to lie or gaslight you, oh, it, that be, you just are so broken that that's, okay, that's their way of showing me love. Okay. Does so that make sense?
1: Okay, it does make sense. I cannot relate to it.
0: Right, you can't relate, but does that but, logically yeah. make sense? Yeah.
1: So, in essence, what you're saying is that you feel that the time that this narcissist mm-hmm. took to make uh, make up this story, yeah, this, you know, is is a sign of love.
0: Yeah. Like my whole life.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: No, it's like it's very upsetting because I can't believe I'm getting emotional. This is
1: yeah. Really- no, I mean. No, I don't usually
0: do this. It's just that my whole life I realized, and I'm 40 <laughs> that this is such a breakthrough pattern for me that I've seen in o- not, like, other relationships because of this one person in other relationships my entire life. Where if somebody bothers to lie to me or make up a story or tell me that I'm wrong in some way, it's like, I've connoted that with care, concern, and and their willingness to preserve the relationship. So I call that love. And it's really just them holding me on their string, and that's all they want. But that, for me, was love.
1: That's crazy. And I
0: wonder if other people relate to that.
1: Oh, my God. But now, okay, so now what you're saying is just when you were doing this recording earlier, you finally had the breakthrough to realize that that isn't true. Yeah, like I was just talking
0: about, all right, you know, because signs of narcissism, gaslighting, and I've always just like surface talked about that. Like, yep, it's when they tell you reality isn't real, but it hit me like, oh no, it's more than that. It's that your whole being latched onto gaslighting and created it into this feeling of how they're showing you love.
1: But now, okay, and again, I can't, I really cannot relate to that feeling, but I do totally believe you here i mean yeah. you're, you're obviously really emotional about it but can now that you 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 see that and hopefully the audience as well if they could relate to this you know i know we're gonna we have a lot of empaths that listen most of our people that listen are empaths so they are going to relate to this yeah you know the indigos the blues all, all those empath colors will relate so now that you you've seen it yeah. and you've been given this information from spirit what what can you do
0: i just want people to see it in their own lives because it, that, that was for me a, such a layered, deep down protected thing and okay. um, that, that my ego obviously didn't want me to see yeah. and my inner child obviously didn't want to come out right. <laughs> because a whole relationship was based on that. Okay. And, and if I didn't have that, then I wasn't, I think it's just a realization for me that what I experienced wasn't love. In that relationship, and that's okay, because it's. I know it's not me, but it's also like every reach out I do, everything I is is linked to that. If you know, yeah, it's just.
1: But now that you (sighs) see it, can you can you recognize it? I feel freer and free. I feel freer.
0: I feel a lot freer. Okay, I feel like untethered from it. It hurts, but it's, it's a good hurt.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you don't, I mean, you don't want to go back to that, that of them doing that again.
0: No, but I think it's something that I've distanced myself from. And then when I'm back in it, it's like, oh, you know, so it's, I'm glad for that truth because um, I hope other people can see that in their own lives, with their own relationships with narcissistic individuals. Like, hey, wait a second. Yeah. yeah. When he was re-explaining to me what, what his interpretation would happen versus what I felt happened, you know, that's maybe I needed that. Maybe I needed them to lie to me. And then and, and over time that became the love language. Hey, mm-hmm. if you bother to lie about it, that means you care. Okay, cool. Wow. You want to preserve the relationship. So, you, so that's, that's, I'm going to hang on to that yeah Because it's I, effort it I, was effort to preserve it from on their uh, end
1: wow I mean, I'm going to say that like <laughs> for someone to think like you do, and you know we me and you think totally differently we <laughs> we come at everything exactly this, the opposite ways yeah but I would say for someone to come at it from that and to think that, they have had to be so beat down by yeah. that other person that yeah. person that's like that's not like something like one or two little things that that person did to you. That's like a a lifetime or or many years of beating you down verbally for you to get to that point where you would think that a made-up story shows love. And
0: I realize now I had to think that.
1: That's crazy. I had to. Otherwise,
0: there's no relationship there. Yeah. So I'm thankful for this download and you'll hear it kind of like as I'm talking (laughs) in my speech in the middle of this episode, you'll hear it and just know that since then it's a little backwards. So sorry for the process here. It's (laughs) been 12, like now you're listening to 12 hours after I recorded it myself, you know, alone in the office with the door locked.
1: (laughs) But that's okay because you needed those 12 hours to process it. I did. And actually- I think you just told me about it, like, only a few minutes before the recording, it, uh, like, hit you. Yeah. And, like, we had to change. Actually, you know, I had something else planned out here. Yeah. And we had to make the change. I just never heard it
0: described but, to me yeah. that way before. And I've yeah. been to a lot of different people for help on this thing. And Spirit yeah. gave it to me so clearly that gaslighting became a love language. Yeah. And so a lot of people who are victims of narcissistic abuse see gaslighting as a love language. Right. And if you see it that way, then you can be like, Oh, okay. And I hope the ones who get what I'm saying, I hope that you, you, I don't know, apply that to your own life yeah. and you can see it. Cause there's always one narcissist that does it to you. And then a million more that show up in your life to try to show you this pattern over and over and over again. And that's why like the number one thing, like I read so many intuitive people, you know, and, they still get hoodwinked by the narcissists. And it's because you're going to meet the same person over and over until you figure this out. So I hope this just helps you as it helped me. Like, oh, okay, another red flag. Yeah. You know, what, what does it link into me? I always like, what does it serve me? I'm yeah. like, gaslighting is a comfortable relationship for me because, you know, it was so integral to my life, my inner child.
1: Well, I think I think a lot of people are going to relate to this. <sighs> I think a yeah. lot of people are going to probably play this a couple times okay. to, to understand it. Um, it is in, intense. It's a, yeah. it's a, it's a, real breakthrough that I don't know that this exists anywhere other than right now on this podcast. I don't know. I've um, never heard it before, but I've like, never heard I, that before. I really
0: appreciate spirit giving me that insight. And I really hope like, and I feel like they only gave it to me so I could like spread it, you know? Um, so I'm just, I hope it helps you guys. Like I really do, you know? Will. Yeah. Cause that'll make it worth it.
1: Yeah, definitely. So I got
0: to take up a second.
1: All right. So what <laughs> we're going to do. All right. So for the, for the rest of the show, we got a couple ads coming up. Get through those. Uh, Then we're going to come back. We're going to lighten it up a little bit. I think we need to lighten it up. So we're we're changing the whole format of this show today right on the fly. You know, know, my mind is going 100 miles a minute. And we're going to talk a little bit about a kind of sexy new show on Netflix, which you you showed to me. (laughs) And uh, so we'll, we'll lighten it up with that. Then we got a few more ads we got to get through and then you'll, you'll do that, uh, that speech that you had and then we're going to come back and look at some um, of the Mystic Michela spiritual family members who have had similar experiences with narcissists and hopefully we can help them too. Okay.
0: I have three words for you guys Undaria LJ body oil. I am so thankful I found Osea. It is summer. And what does that mean? It means you want your skin summer ready to show off that healthy, smooth, glowing skin, whether it's at the beach or the pool or your brunch or wherever you're going. Uh, and, you know, and it's not just for your face. You want the right products to give you that full body glow. Since I've discovered Osea skincare and body products, I'm never going back, people. It's true. It's amazing. And you want to get outdoors, get back with nature. Osea skincare products help nourish, soften, and smooth your skin from head to toe. Uh, you know, it's really important to prep your skin, stay hydrated with safe and clean products. And that's why I use Osea to keep my skin just glowing. I just went on a road trip and I took the Undaria Algae Body Oil with me everywhere I went from hotel to hotel to people's houses. I had luxurious and rich, not greasy or sticky skin. And, you know, the oil absorbs beautifully. I used to use lotions or creams. Well, I'm never going back since this body oil. This one has changed my mind about body oil. It's never greasy. It's healthy and glowing and just feels amazing. Also, you guys, you have to... Their, their design for their packaging is exquisite. It looks good everywhere you go. I also highly recommend getting little travel bags of all their like little uh, travel sample size stuff because that's what I did. And you can just take it everywhere and it's, it's gorgeous. So you can experience radiant summer skin with Oseas Andaria Algae Body Oil. Like I said, your skin will be super soft and glowing with Andaria Algae, Acai Pulp, and Babusu Seed Oil. The result is just liquid gold, a rich, luxurious, never greasy body oil, fragrant with sunny citrus, and top notes of sweet passion Fruit, you smell so good. OSEA creates skin and body care products that are powered by the sea. They've made clean, safe skincare products since nineteen ninety-six, vegan and cruelty-free. Oh, I love their Hyaluronic Sea Serum. It hydrates and smooths fine lines with a combination of hyaluronic acid and three nutrient-rich seaweeds. And their best-selling seaweed infused ocean cleanser, which I use every night, gently exfoliates while removing little surface impurities, leaving your skin feeling really soft and refreshed. Their Responsibly sourced plant derived ingredients, good for your skin and for the planet, too. It's female founded and family operated by a mother and daughter. Team, so reveal your summer glow with skincare from Osea and get ten percent off all products on your first order with promo code KYA at OseaMalibu.com. You also get free samples in every order and free shipping on orders over fifty dollars. That's ten percent off with code KYA at Osea Malibu. O s e a m a l i b u dot Tom, and do yourself a favor and get the eye cream because that's my new favorite thing with them to try. You know, humans aren't meant to keep everything inside, it is normal, and let's normalize talking about our mental health and our happiness with BetterHelp. What is therapy exactly? It is whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and you'd like some tools to help, or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work. Maybe you're not dealing well with stress. Whatever you need, please don't be ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera. If you don't want to, I have phone calls with my therapist and it works great. I look forward to them and I get a lot out of them. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. So join the millions of people who are seeing what therapy is really about. See if it's for you because you are your greatest asset. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and know your oral listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash K-Y-A. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash K-Y-A. Hey, Scotty.
1: Hey, guys. All right, so I did a little indigo ghost whispering, my little tricks here. I think we're back, and I think now we just gotta kind of lighten it up, get back to that. What you know, and pass love, which is of course Netflix.
0: We do love Netflix. Yeah,
1: naps and Netflix (laughs) can write the ship, (laughs) as we know. So anyway, the other day, you know, we got back from our trip, and you know, I, you know, I. You do binge watch shows. And I do. I don't really know most of the shows you watch. Usually, like, there's something about a crown or the the royals or <laughs> some nonsense like that. Like
0: vampires or something.
1: And, you know, you started talking about this show that, and you kind of like, you know, oh, my God, it's like a train wreck. It's so bad. You know, I can't believe it. The guy just, like, kind of stands there. Like, all, all these, like, funny things you were saying about this show. But, like seeming like you were also and also like kind of really into the show like you know because i think are you done yet with it or no
0: no i have like two more episodes oh, left okay. it's sex life on netflix right everyone's talking about it
1: yeah so you were talking about it so much and like you know usually when you talk about a show like you know like the crown or something or was it what's that other i one? don't I even bother talking about those yeah shows i mean too. i just kind of like uh-huh yeah honey that's good honey and then like you'll show me like some meme about it meme about it and i'll be like oh yeah that's great honey that's good i really like that uh, but anyway, so then I guess people were DMing you or texting you that you have to see episode three, minute 20. Yeah. Okay, and I'm not going to give away what happens at episode three, minute 20. So, <laughs> you know, I, you, you know you, again, you're still watching it. And I'm like, uh, I'm like, nah, I'm not, you know, should I even bother? And I'm like, no. And I was doing some work, you know, you know some emails in, in the office and you, and you were watching it. So I came in and it was like, think at like minute five of the show so i'm like all right fine i'll watch 15 minutes just so i can see what happens at minute 20. so basically okay so i've not seen episode one or two and i've only seen basically 15 minutes of episode three so this is all i'm going on here this is what i saw all right and again i won't tell the minute 20 thing um i think okay so what okay so So what is? yeah it's this couple there's
0: this woman named billy yeah and she's the protagonist and she, she's like, I don't know. She, and what's annoying about the show, but also interesting, is that like. It's a Netflix original. And obviously they know who their market is. So she's like a you know, a mom that used to have this amazing, fun, passionate filled life. And now she's like has two kids and she's constantly breastfeeding the one, like all the time. Right. And so I feel like and they, and I feel like um like a lot of women, you know, people that watch Netflix like are like, Oh my god, that's like me. Right. Okay. <laughs> like, well, they're watching Netflix with their baby constantly breastfeeding their baby or whatever. Right. And then she's like thinking about her ex. Okay. That's kind of like the premise of the show.
1: All right. so And, and her husband's
0: yeah. like, per, but her husband and her husband's name is like Cooper in it. And the ex-name is Brad. And Cooper's like flipping perfect. He's like this right. perfect man.
1: Right. And so that's where I walked in. So he, Cooper, is his name? Cooper? Yeah. The attractive husband is taking a shower. They show a lot of his, his behind. <laughs> and, and she walks into the shower.
0: She or he? Cooper. She does
1: no. Cooper's in the shower. Yeah, and then she walks no, into Brad, the shower.
0: Brad, the ex-boyfriend. Oh no! no oh, you're starting yeah, different. Yeah, okay. I'm not like sorry. This other part. Okay. Yeah, I
1: didn't see all the parts. I'm just right. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the wife, which Billy, walks yeah. into. The shower, yeah. totally naked. <laughs> they obviously were playing Jumanji before and listening to Know Your Aura.
0: <laughs> I just don't know where the kids are either because right. in real life, the, like one's standing with the two of you in the shower and the other one's right. crying. But keep going. Yeah.
1: Well, they did have like a scene where like she's in the shower again naked. She's playing Jumanji. And then uh, the kid was outside of the shower like, yeah, watching it's or a lot of like, yeah. yeah, a lot of weird stuff. But all right, whatever. It happens. But anyway, so and then like so she's buck naked. He's buck naked. And then he, she – he basically tells her, hey, uh, I, you know, I'm like going to be late for work. You know, like yeah. uh, I, I got to go eat a you – know, you know, drink my coffee before work. I don't have time. So, you know, and she keeps on like trying you – know, she's like, basically humping him <laughs> and like, he keeps on saying, I, I just don't have time for this right now, you know. <laughs>
0: Like really, like weird. what kind of
1: job does he have? That like you know, if he's five minutes late, maybe he's a yellow. I don't know. He is. Oh okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so anyway, so then okay, so there's that scene, and then I caught another scene. It's just extra. It's like so over the top. Yeah. Yeah. So there's another. I guess uh, it, she's writing these like like a sex diary or something. Yeah, her
0: her journal, which she leaves out all the time.
1: Everything's out in the open, by the way. Like all the pictures of her and her ex are out in the open. Like who
0: keeps videos on their laptop like that? Everything's everywhere.
1: I mean, there's there's, like no hiding anything. Like you have to be like so dumb not to realize it. But anyway, so then I see another scene where the husband, Mm -hmm. Cooper, uh, is reading her you know, to her uh, writings about, about the ex.
0: retellings of, of her encounters right. with her ex-boyfriend from eight years ago.
1: Right. And there he is basically playing Jumanji with himself. So there he's is that really- that what playing he, Jumanji means? No, it doesn't. But he's <laughs> naked again and he, we're half naked and he's with himself. He's doing something with himself. Right. He's while doing, listening, right. reading that, yes. While reading that about- Brad, the ex-husband, the uh, ex-boyfriend, boyfriend. Yeah. ex-boyfriend. So that, so I'm putting like two and two together. You're just here. like,
0: you know, wait okay. a second. So I got n- it.
1: Right. He's not into her, but he likes reading about Brad. Okay. So, so then I get into another scene where all of a sudden Cooper, <laughs> yes. the, the husband, now is starting to track down
0: Brad. Yeah, he's like obsessed with him.
1: Right. He's obsessed with him. Yeah. And, you know, he's, like, following him around. He's, like, looking at him, like, you know, like, he's really, like, a, like attracted to him a little bit. You know, he, he follows Brad into the gym. Yeah. He then goes and buys a gym membership. That's, like, a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a monthly gym membership. Yeah. So he's already, you know, he's already become a member of this gym he's for. spending
0: money. Right. So in right. my mind,
1: I'm like, and remember, in the back of my mind, everyone's telling me, oh, at the minute 20, something's going to happen. Something
0: crazy. Something
1: crazy is going to happen. Right. So I think, so my whole time I'm telling you, oh, I know what's going on here. The husband... Is gay and he's into Brad.
0: Yeah, like a whole twist. It's a whole twist in the show. Yeah, everyone's into Brad. It's all about Brad. It's all about Brad. Right. Right. That's your theory.
1: Right. Right. So so, so that I don't know if they have a workout. They might work out and yeah, they they do. They
0: work out and look at each other and
1: they're like looking at each other.
0: (laughs) You're just like, oh, "Oh, it's gonna happen. I get it. I know. Right.
1: Right. Right. And (laughs) you're like Sherlock Holmes here. Yeah. And (laughs) and then all of a sudden. They go into the shower. Like, first, Brad goes into the shower. Right. And, of course, you see Brad, uh, you know, a lot of butt scenes here. Yeah. And then, you know, so he's in the shower, Jumanji again. Yeah. And then Cooper goes in the shower, same thing. He's right, right there, like, showering right next and to each don't other. And you want to say
0: what happens.
1: I'm not going to say what happens. Right. But my theory, well, I think, and again, I haven't seen an episode since, but yeah, that's I think the last time my I theory it. is wrong. I don't think they're gay for each other. But it sure made it seem like they were. And that I That was your theory. You're
0: like, okay. And then to you, yeah. it made... A ton of sense. Yes. So what I but I feel like and this is just made me I don't know who wrote this show or something, but usually they show women as super insecure right. and running around and checking out the other women and their husband's past or whatever. And they always like usually movies or literature or narratives always show women as the insecure ones. And and I think if it was a shower scene where a woman followed her husband's ex into the shower and, and was like, Oh my gosh, like let me look at what that was that was for him and let me see what she does. I mean I think that would be, you wouldn't think, oh, she's gay. I think you just think like, Hmm. um, oh, that's just how women are. They're super insecure. Right. And so it's interesting that they did it with men. Yeah. You know, and, and it's just, so that part's interesting. Yeah. But the whole show is just, I mean, it's so bad it's good, but it's getting you, and I think you said it. Because, you know, like on Cinemax yeah. or, or Skinemax, they sure. used to have those shows. They were like soft core. Yeah. And then and, and you put it on Netflix and it's a hit.
1: I, am, I have a But so it's on Cinemax, it's not a, a hit. I have a theory. What? Netflix actually took a very <laughs> unknown one from 2010 yeah. that was on Cinemax <laughs> And nobody watched it. Nobody you know, kind of like when no, no, like no one watched "It's Creek before it came to Netflix or right. some of these other shows like yeah, Cobra Kai. That's a red rat of yours. Yeah, yeah. That's a red rat. Like nobody watches it. <laughs> you can so put anything on Netflix and it's
0: a hit. They that's took your this red one.
1: Brand. they like, hey, look, this one got like 10 views. Nobody watched it. <laughs> you know, like a couple people in Thailand and, and someone in Kansas watched it. That was it. <laughs> and they took that one, they took it and then they just put it in the top 10 on Netflix. Yeah. And that's all they did. That's what I think happened.
0: It, I agree with you. Yeah. It, it's it's a really funny show to tear apart. And at the same time, it's hard not to look away. So in that way, there's some sort of magic happening right. there. But everyone's like, okay, so I yeah. guess the um, – the Brad and the Billy, those characters, and their names are actually Sarah and Adam, are okay. actually got, got together while filming it, like in real life. So everyone okay. was like, what are their aura colors? What are their aura colors?
1: Yeah, and we can see why that might have happened. Well, because you, at, okay, That's a Red
0: Rant around here. Go ahead, Scott. No, Red no, Rant no. it.
1: Well, no, I mean, I'm not going to go into like the acting skills of Billy and, and, and Sarah, whatever his name is. <laughs> but, right. but I mean, they were like, I mean, they did show a lot and they were together a lot. So it, like, I mean, there was that one scene in the elevator. I mean, yes, yeah, and <laughs> they were, you know, I'm not gonna really. I mean, basically, the, the they were in a building. was about 35 floors. You're very
0: invested in this yeah, show yeah. for
1: saying that you weren't. I truly am. <laughs> and you know, basically, Brad had, well, Billy had like 35 floors to get things done.
0: Well, Brad, Brad, and Billy. Brad okay, Billy's the yeah. girl. Yeah, and brad told billy like okay yeah hey you got this many floors to right like like 30 floors to you know do what you got to do here yeah and then you turn to me and you're like we stay at the hampton so you would only have like two floors
1: (laughs) 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 i said said, said, well we usually stay at the hampton so you got three floors yeah (laughs) (laughs) and you got two kids (laughs)
0: yeah She's got two kids and she's yeah. like, oh my, oh my
1: God. All right. Give, anyway, us, a, give us the colors. Anyways, so, All right.
0: Give us the colors. And, well, the, the red red I thought you we were going to go on is I know that actors, actors don't act,
1: Yeah, that they're
0: always themselves. But yes, in this case, you know, it's a lot of good actors, but I feel like the script was <laughs> lacking a little bit. Um, okay. So Sarah, her name is Sarah, Sarah Shahi. I hope I'm saying that right. And she's purple and indigo, but she wears inauthentic red. And I put this on my stories and I'm like, there's something in her childhood with that red that stuck on her in a way that it's not going anywhere, but it's not exactly inauthentic, which can happen to an aura color if you like get it through like really a lot of struggle before a certain age, it's not going to go anywhere. And that's like the red on her. And then somebody sent me an article that I guess she had a very, um, she had a, like a, lot, a tumultuous upbringing with a lot of different okay. issues and stuff, so she's interesting to me. And then Adam, now he, I had to look at a ton of different pictures of him. So when I'm watching him act, he's green and purple. But then I had, but then I was like, but that's not him. So I was looking at him, like I was trying to find pictures of him on his, you know, just like not acting. He's more turquoise, but he's hard. He, it's hard for him to grasp his color. And I'd love to see a picture of him as a kid because I bet he was turquoise yellow. Okay. So. He's got, like, a turquoise thing, but he really reflects a lot, the green and the purple, which is kind of, like, who his his character kind of plays a bit. Um, And then Cooper, his name's Mike Vogel. He's yellow, and he plays a yellow. Okay. And, you know, I think, like, everyone's always like, what does a yellow man look like? Or yellow or a man? Because we don't see them all the time. It's like Cooper. Like, he's got the spray tan. He's hairless, you know, because yellow yellow men would be like, we don't need hair. You know what I mean? Like... We, we're going to wax that, <laughs> you know, like, um, very dedicated to his job, very friendly, very professional, all that, like, upstanding, how does he do it all, you know, that kind of vibe. Okay. And well, I feel like he's like that in real life.
1: There's a lot going on with, uh, with this show. There's yes. a lot of uh, pineapple things going on, too. I don't know if you, do you even know that term? I learned this term the other day in, no. my, in the Tuesday night discussion group. What is a, what? Do you know what a, pine, if you wear pineapples means? So you
0: oh is it your swinger yeah yes I i've know heard that, that. If, yeah. if you put one in your grocery cart i feel like this is a south florida thing though
1: i, I thought so too like i thought like like because you know we actually did get propositioned. i mean i don't know nobody wants to know this but i just thought it was a south florida thing like but no it's actually a when did thing. they get
0: propositioned
1: remember that one time at that beach hotel oh that was and weird and then that other thing but we won't go into that i don't
0: remember the other thing but yeah. we didn't follow
1: through with you it, will but- if i tell you but um Never mind. Anyway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, now everyone's gonna want to know. But they didn't proposition me with a with a like pineapple thing. No, they I know. were like, Are you from Connecticut?
1: Like, hey, we have a room upstairs. And then
0: they were like, We have a room upstairs, and you look like you're from Connecticut. And yeah. I'm
1: like, What does that mean? Do you want a drink?
0: <laughs> does that mean something? Like, the- are you from Connecticut? Is like code?
1: It was code. Yeah, because we didn't have the pineapple. So if you don't have the pineapple, then it's, <laughs> it's are like, you Are you from, you Con- from Connecticut?
0: Connecticut? Yeah. I was like, What?
1: But anyway, so yeah, I guess. That's when we so, were new yeah, here. So, I thought it was a South Florida thing too. Okay. And like for South Florida, that's just like common. You know, oh. like you can just walk up to someone and say, hey. You hey,
0: know, you want to swim? You want to swim? And like nine yeah. times out of ten, they're like,
1: sure. Yeah, you'd be like, okay, <laughs> sure. All right. No big deal. But like for other people, you need the pineapple. And I guess on right. cruise ships, it's big. Like if you put a pineapple on your door. Stop it. Yeah, the, the Tuesday group told me all this stuff. There are a lot of purples in the Tuesday group. Oh, Tuesdays. Yeah. And I think they're actually changing their name to the pineapples, but mm, we'll, okay. we'll, we'll have to ask them. Um, <laughs> well, and, well anyway.
0: at the Mystic Michaela Spiritual Family event that will finally be happening. Yes,
1: in January. We'll look,
0: be on the lookout for if pineapples. If someone puts a
1: pineapple on their door, <laughs> we <laughs> they're know. They're all going to do it now. Oh, yeah, <laughs> They're all going <laughs> It's going to turn <laughs> into another type of event. Because <laughs> it is in South Florida. Oh. <laughs> That's just... Oh, my God. We're asking for it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's funny.
1: All right. So we have a, a few more ads, one of them being Dipsy, so I have to do my Dipsy story too. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, this, was, this one's really going to help everybody now. Um, <laughs> we'll do a few ads and we'll hear, hear your talk and then we'll come back with our Mystic Michaelis Spiritual Family uh, Narcissistic Stories.
0: Okay. I say it all the time. It's something that comes up all the time in readings. It's important to create. It's important to try something new. It's important to take yourself out of your comfort zone and just pick up a paintbrush maybe, or start writing, or explore your creativity in some way. Well, Skillshare is an online learning community that offers membership with meaning. There's so much to explore, there's real projects to create, and there's such support of fellow creatives. Skillshare empowers you to accomplish real growth Right now, I'm taking a class on Skillshare, podcasting secrets, how to start your own podcast with Nikayla Matthews, um, you know, Obviously, I already have the podcast, but I always like to see, okay, what other tips? What am I missing? What, you know, there's always some sort of spark that you can get from something, and Skillshare gives you so many opportunities of this right from your home. Whether you're a dabbler or a pro, a hobbyist or a master, you're creative. You discover what you can make with classes for every skill level. You can experience real improvement with hands-on projects and classes designed for real life. And Skillshare is super affordable, especially when compared to pricey in-person classes and workshops. An annual subscription is less than $10 a month, and I love it for my kids. I really do. It's so good, especially over the summer if they're bored. Stick them on a Skillshare. It's fun you can do it together so explore your creativity at skillshare.com/kya and you get 1 month free trial of premium membership why not right that's 1 month of a premium membership at skillshare.com/kya this is one of my favorites you know knowledge is power and when you know more You can make better decisions for your body, your health, and your future. There aren't many decisions bigger than having a kid, but for many women, their fertility is a huge question mark, and you sit on it, and it can stress you out. Why not just get the answers? That's why Modern Fertility was created. It's the easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with a simple finger prick. Mail it in with a prepaid label, and you'll get your personalized results within 10 days. You know, traditional testing with your doctor can cost over $1,000, but... Modern Fertility gets you the same info for $159. That's a fraction of the price. And if you go to modernfertility.com slash KYA, you can get $20 off your test. Also, if you have an HSA or an FSA, you can put those dollars toward modern fertility. You'll get insight into your hormone levels, how many eggs you have, and other important fertility factors. The results go deep into what every hormone means. And you can also talk one-on-one with a fertility nurse to review your results and options for your next steps. If you want kids today, or maybe one day in the future, or just clinically sound info about your body, modern fertility can help you make the decision that's right for you. So right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to ModernFertility.com slash KYA. That means your test will cost $139 instead of the several hundred or even a thousand plus dollars it could cost at a doctor's office. Get $20 off your fertility test when you go to ModernFertility.com slash KYA. That's ModernFertility.com slash KYA. Hey, guys. I am here with Dipsy voice model, the one who will turn you off after you've been really turned on by Dipsy, voice model Scott. Hey, yes. Scott.
1: Hey, guys. And yes, I am. I got a, I, I got a good one today. They, I have a really uh, gr- good script that they gave me. It's going to be called Lifting Weights with Cooper.
0: Oh, this is great. Yeah. We know the story of Boy Meets Girl, but what about Girl Meets Girl? Or maybe Boy Meets Girl, and they meet another girl. With Dipsy, the stories continue beyond the initial meetup. Come hear what happens behind closed doors.
1: Hey, Cooper. Do you want to get a new gym membership?
0: Dipsy is an audio app full of short, sexy stories designed to turn you on.
1: Yes, let's do it. We're going to need new gym clothes, too.
0: (laughs) Each Dipsy audio story features characters that feel like real people and immersive scenarios so you can feel like you're right there.
1: Great. Let's start with some bicep curls.
0: Listen to stories about hooking up with your hometown crush you never made a move on, or that coworker you've always had a little thing for, or maybe a story that puts you in bed with someone who's telling you exactly what they'd like you to do.
1: Nice curl, Scotty. Let's do squats. <laughs>
0: I didn't know you were in this too. Let's do
1: squats and biceps. It's Cooper. No burpees.
0: It's Cooper and Scott. Okay. They release new content every week. So there's always more to explore no matter who you're into or what turns you on.
1: I think we're done. Let's find Brad. I think he's in the shower.
0: <laughs> and if you need to wind down, Dipsy also has wellness sessions, sensual bedtime stories, and soundscapes to help you relax before you drift off. For listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30 day free trial when you go to slash KYA. It's a lot of fun. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to Dipsy, D-I-P-S-E-A, stories.com slash K-Y-A. That's com slash K-Y-A. Give it a try. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. I actually had to do... They wanted me to really fill the role for that, mm-hmm. and I actually did lift weights with Cooper. Wow. Uh, he's very yellow about it. You're right. That's great. Um, yeah. We did everything very organized. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: That's great. That's All great, right. Scott. All right. So let's talk about <laughs> Gaslight lighting and narcissists and aura colors all together. Okay. A question I get asked often is what color aura does a narcissist have? And I talked about this briefly in episode six, Empaths versus Narcissists, but I wanted to devote an episode to it because the answer is often surprising to people. Um, any aura color can be a narcissist. What it really is, is that if somebody has a narcissistic tendency, um, it doesn't matter like what aura color they are. The aura color does not determine the person. It it determines the way that they're going to act. So it's really like just the filter for how they demonstrate the behaviors of narcissism. And then some aura colors actually that would surprise you being narcissistic if, if somebody is narcissistic and they happen to be Blue, for example, um, those are honestly the hardest ones to navigate and If you have a family member or a spouse or someone in your life, a friend who is blue and they 're narcissistic it 's really those are the harder ones to see um, and they and they use that they use that to their advantage so they can control you so I, we talk about this a lot on here, I wanted to make. I guess a differentiation. You know, I'm not a psychologist. I don't diagnose people at all. Um, narcissism is a personality disorder, although a lot of people do exhibit traits. And in my own. Just readings and just life and personal experience. What happens is, is, you know, somebody can be narcissist, an actual narcissist. And then somebody maybe was raised by a narcissist, and the way they're dealing with it is they've absorbed those tendencies, and that's their bad behavior too. So they just like have absorbed narcissistic tendencies and they're just plain old toxic. Um, There's also something called flying monkeys, which I've done episodes on. A flying monkey is an empath who has absorbed a narcissist's patterns over time. So it could be, you know, a spouse or a friend or whatever. And they absorb that person's agenda and then they go after the perceived enemies of their of said narcissist. So around a flying monkey, you'll always see somebody kind of telling them what to do. So they can act a lot like the narcissist, but they're not really narcissists. They're just flying monkeys. And, you know, also, and I think a lot of us, you know, especially if you're listening to this podcast, I think the truth of it is, is that you're probably just, you notice people more. You notice their pain more. You notice the things about them that other people don't. And that can attract wonderful people into your life. And it can also attract very hurt people into your life. And it can really attract narcissists into your life because narcissists feed off that attention. They love that you give passes to people because you know they're hurting inside. When raised, especially when you're raised by a narcissist, it's really hard to find people who feel comfortable to you without finding more narcissists. Because what happened was the narcissist who raised you and programmed you has ruined your ability to find normal people. You don't know what that feels like. They primed you to be a support system to more narcissists and to feel most comfortable with narcissists and toxic people in general. The way to seeing this, the way to breaking that pattern, the way to overcome it is to do what you're doing, to learn as much about it as you can, and also to start realistically looking at yourself. What parts does that relationship with a toxic or narcissistic person, what parts serve you? Do they make you feel important? You know, are you just, you feel like you know what to do with it? Are you comfortable? You know how to manage it. It's easier to deal and manage that than it is to manage regular relationships because over time you just don't feel worthy. These are the things that you're digging into yourself now. And that's a lot of work and it's hard. The sad truth is that a lot of us feel more at home with toxic people, with narcissistic people, just because that 's what we that 's how we felt special that 's how we felt important that 's how we felt good by being support systems to them. so why are narcissists like this you know are little are there little baby narcissists born <laughs> like are there little infant narcissists that come out this way i you know i'm sure that like psychologists have like a better explanation. this is my own energetic perception. I feel like some people just It's in the brain. I feel like at some point we all have a choice to either see the world as we're going to take, we're going to ego operate. We're going to let the ego hijack our energy. And I feel like that is an option that a lot of people can take. And to the point where they completely shut down empathy towards other people and they can pretend to have empathy and they only have empathy when when it serves them. If it serves them, if it's going to make them look like a hero or if it, you know, they're being watched or they're going to use it to manipulate at some point. That's the only time. So they they sure do know what empathy is and they sure do know how to turn it off and to choose it. So I truly believe it's just something that at some point people choose. Um, they could be raised a certain way. They could just be, I don't know, maybe predetermined in a way to, to kind of g- gather that Behavior method for dealing with things instead of others, but I feel like it's a choice. It is a choice, um, and I really feel like once somebody is has that personality disorder, I don't know if they can go backwards. I don't know if you can unchoose it. I really don't. I think you can unchoose to be toxic or unchoose to be a flying monkey. I don't know if you can unchoose to be a narcissist because it just feels like it's the choice that sucks you down deeper and deeper and deeper into a hole. So again, why are they like this? Um, You know, narcissistic people are truly sad individuals who really believe at some level. And this is very sad. They really believe at some level, there just isn't enough love to go around for them. Some sort of trigger went off at some point in their lives, which created this tendency. Because these narcissistic people, they often do self-loathe more than they could ever admit. And the thing is our empath hearts, the people that feel sorry for them, we feel that. We feel that fragility. And when they do let us in a tiny bit, the times they're truly vulnerable, we feel bad. Oh my God. They had to feel sad for a second. Oh my God. They had to be personally responsible. Oh my God. I called them out into something they did and they can't, they truly can't handle it. And honestly, it's normal. It's normal to not like being called out or it's normal to be told, Hey, you know, you may, you know, I don't, Feel, it, it, it never feels good for somebody to tell you you did something wrong. Let's put it that way. And one of the ways you can tell a narcissistic person, in my experience, is they cannot take personal responsibility, like, at all. And what they actually do is they will make you punished for make, for if they feel personally responsible for something. Like, if if it's exposed to them how awful they truly are or insecure or whatever, they will make you pay for it. So what I wanted to do in this episode is I wanted to go through eight, uh, I guess like symptoms of a narcissist and go through how each aura color displays that symptom or that trait. So here's the first one. The first thing every single narcissistic person does is they try to control people around them. They try to create codependence, you know, try to create codependent people and then target them and control them. So they like to find people who they perceive as weak-minded or emotionally manipulate, like easy to emotionally manipulate. When I talk about the recovering empath in episode four, and if you've ever come to a workshop, when we're The programmed empath or the invisible empath, which is like the first stages when you don't quite understand what an empath is, but you still are, that's where narcissists like to get you. That's exactly the place they like to target you. You have no sense of self, and so what happens is you put all your self-worth into the External opinions of you. So what happens is, and then maybe at some point nobody nudged you, like, "Hey, it doesn't matter what I think; it matters what you think." Like maybe you didn't hear that. Um, you heard growing up, possibly, no, it matters only what others think, and especially me, and especially what other thinks about, you know, what others think about me. So all of a sudden, the narcissist can come in and oh, there she is, there he is. I can control this person by. My opinion of them fluctuating and what happens is it creates this void in yourself because you just need this external approval. Your heart, when you are in a relationship with a narcissist, it, be it that your friend or it's your like, lover or it's a family member, your heart exists outside of your body and they hold it and they dangle it in front of you and you just don't know when it's gonna get punched or not. They let you know when you can feel okay or not because you have no internal source of self-worth. Everything you feel good or bad is up to them. You're a puppet on their string. So how, do, how does each aura color do this? And some of these might overlap, okay? Um, green people, they do this a lot with money. I'll see green people, um, how do I put this? You know, they'll, they'll make the money and then withhold it or give it depending on if you've pleased them or not. And I'll see them create, you know, spouses and children where... They don't feel like they can make their own money. So they create almost like, you know, oh, you're spoiled. You couldn't go out and work. You don't work. This is what you do. Let's see if somebody else can afford you. Like I can afford you. And so they all of a sudden feel like they're in. Oh, I'm just an entitled, spoiled brat who doesn't have any skills of my own. So I need dad's money or I need mom's money. Otherwise, I'm not, I can't exist. And the green narcissist will totally use that. If you bother them, they will take your rent money away. And if you're good to them, you get a better car than your brother did. And they will pull that crap on you all the time. I have a client. It's really upsetting. Um, He... Okay, a client, a woman divorced, you know, from the father of her children, um, and her kids are older now, and the one he abused, he abused her, and he abused her in ways children, I mean, there's no way a child should be abused, but he abused her traumatically, but he also controls her with money, and one of the things is is that she gets money, the, this child, if she only talks to him and not to the mother. And that's, you know, he can just kind of do that because she feels so unworthy in so many ways, including financially, that she keeps up the relationship with him. So that's, that's what green narcissists can do. Um, red narcissists, a lot of fear. Though these are the ones I see with abuse, um, I mean, like domestic violence, physical harm, actually fearing for your life. This is kind of like the extreme. They can also do things like, oh, God, you're so fat, or you look this way, like real low blows to make you feel like disgusting. Um, they, they know exactly below the belt. Red, red narcissists know how to below the belt get you and below the belt control you because they, you will actually fear for your life with these people. If, if that's the type of narcissist there. Yellow narcissists, uh, they nitpick. You can't do anything right. What are you doing with your hair? Why did you, what are you wearing? Well, yeah, you really should, you know, so-and-so's daughter does this. You should do that too. Um, a comparison, nitpicking. You can't do anything right. What would you, you know, I have to tell you what to do. It's almost like you are afraid to go in front of them because you know it's about to be a bunch of, Comparisons and criticisms about all sorts of things, usually your appearance, but they can go harder too, like with jobs or why aren't you married yet, or things like that. Blue people, and again, these are a harder one to to pick. I need you, or I'll die. You know, you're mean. You're mean if you don't do this or that for me. You're a bad person if you don't show up for me. Um, the big thing is victimization. Victim blues. Um, I mean, we've all kind of had a victim blue, but like the narcissist blue and their victim, it's all the time. Like it doesn't shut down. It's not like phases. It's constant and it is hardcore. And that's why they're very hard to spot. Purples. I have your secrets. You know, I'll blackmail you with them. They want you, they, they get you to just spill, spill the beans. You know, they're, they're very relatable. They're charming. They're very, they can pretend to be super empathic and they just take all that for themselves. Um. Okay. Oh, another thing with blue people. Oh gosh. You know, and this is with blue people and the targeting of uh codependent people. This is awful. And I guess I could do a whole episode. Oh, I don't, I wouldn't want to. It's too dark. Munchausen's syndrome. A lot of times, what was that documentary? You're all going to remind me after where the mom was making her daughter so ill and then got like so much attention over it. And there was a, and then the daughter ended up having her boyfriend kill her. And it was a whole thing. Anyways, I'll, I'll see a lot of blue mo- wait, mothers who, like, who are accused of Munchausen. They have like that narcissist blue aura. They love to be victimized. It's like such a form of attention to them. Like, oh, woe is to me. Look at me. It's really scary. Okay. The next thing narcissists all do, they all can make you feel super special. Again, with that whole external self worth thing, nobody makes you feel better than a narcissist, man. They build you up. You feel like you are hot, you are amazing, you are the best. You make them feel so good. You're feeding off that. You know, as an empath, you can feel other people's feelings as your own. And the narcissist will feed you all that. Like, oh my gosh, like I am doing such good in the world by being your, you know, right hand person. Look at me. And and they will use that. And then what happens is they take you down. They have total control. It's kind of like if Instagram... <laughs> like if you had like a bunch of followers on Instagram like oh my god look at me verified a ton of followers on Instagram Instagram like just was like mm, i deleted your account you can't call customer support that's what narcissists do like you, they they make you you're only you only have value according to them and then they can break you all the control was always theirs so they can play with it and they use it they know you need it it's not normal for somebody to think anyone's that necessary, by the way. You, especially if you are raised by a narcissist, you think that that's normal. It's not. Even in the best friendship or relationship, like, if somebody's mad at you, like, if your spouse is mad at you or if your friend's mad at you, like it's not like, it's normal to be like, oh man, what a bummer. But it's not normal to be like, oh my God, I can't breathe until I make this right. You know, it's like, oh, that that frantic feeling you can get when people disapprove of you that if you have that, that's like such a, you know, it's because of uh, a result of narcissistic abuse. So how does each aura color make you feel special in a narcissistic way? Green people, the image, it's all about the image They control everything. They are in total charge, usually of like finances, like who's what's in what's what's in whose name. They will go on a total rampage of your image, too. Um, my friend just got divorced, and uh, before her husband, her narcissistic green husband left, he went on a whole campaign telling the neighbors how awful she is, (laughs) you know. So it's just. They'll do that. They'll try to destroy image. And they'll try to make sure you don't have anything of your own. Um, Okay. But the thing is, they built up the image. Like, we're the perfect family. We're this. We're that. We're the perfect couple. We're the perfect friends or whatever. And then, you know, they, they take that away. So you have to not care about that anymore, which is hard. Red people. Oh, my gosh. This is real passion. This is true love. We're twin flames. We're soulmates. This is how it is this up and down i say things i don't mean it i'm so sorry i said that it's just you just make me so crazy you know they they make you just feel very like oh my god like i really do something for this person i really make him feel good about himself and ooh I, aren't don't i feel good about myself you use a lot of passion tricks with you and if you're if it's like a family member and they're red and they can't do the passion thing it's like I have seen just like a lot of red parents, sometimes like red dads. um, You're only like, those are the crazy people at the baseball games, like where poor it's not fun anymore, you know? Cause like everyone, like your kid is an extension of you. And if he screws up doing whatever play he's doing, like you rip him a new one, that's like a red narcissist. But if you're winning, oh, you're making him look good or her look good. And you're just like a number one. Yellow people. You know, I make you special. Nobody knows how awful you actually are. Um, they like to make sure that you know they're keeping you together. Okay. They're keeping you together. They're telling you what to do. They're making you second guess a lot. You feel really like if they, yellows can with, yellow narcissists can withhold approval so much that if they give you a little, just, Sprinkle of it, it's just like, oh my god, like a hungry dog with a scrap of meat. You're like, oh my god, she said I looked not so bad today. Oh my gosh, I'm you know they give you their scraps, and then they make you thank you. For, they make you thank them for it. Wow, thank you, thank you for telling me this horrible thing about me. Otherwise, I wouldn't know what to do. Blue people, if you don't do X, Y, Z, I can't live. You know, basically everything's life and death with them like their mental health or their physical health, like depends on it. So if you do things for them, you're like their angel. You're my angel. You have angel hands. You're my angel. You're my special angel. I'm going to write this post on Facebook about my special angel who helped me today. You get a lot of praise about being basically like heavenly or wonderful or just perfect to them. Purples. You know, hey, me and you, we're the bond. This is real life. Everyone else is boring. You know, unless you choose me, life's boring. This is what being alive feels like, being with me. So they kind of wrap you up in, this is what the world should be. This is, this. you know, I'm just saying what people don't want to say. So sometimes I can see a lot of, like, addict friends kind of pulling you into their, like, well, I guess, like, narcissist purples can kind of pull people into their web and, I just get, I see a lot of addiction built up with this. Like they don't care about that you don't want to drink or they don't care. So I can see addiction get stuck in this a lot. Like they'll be encouraging you to use or, or I'll see like just a lot of codependency with addiction based around this too. Okay. The next thing all narcissists do is they use dramatic emotions in order to maintain control. They have temper tantrums. Like, I don't know, they'll call the doctor, they'll feign an illness, they'll have a freak out in front of everyone who are important to you, you know, they'll ruin the big event, they'll use these type of performance tactics, Um, they'll threaten you so you behave, or they'll use them to punish you when you've done them, you know, whatever they perceive is wrong. Uh, You know, they like the narrative of the outside world that they tend to control. You know, when a narcissist can't control you, they definitely will try to use dramatic emotions to get it all looking a certain way. And also to fool you too, because maybe there's always a point if you, especially if you were raised by a narcissist, there's always a point when you question yourself, well, maybe they are really this way, or maybe that is happening, or maybe I have it wrong. No, you don't. You just are stuck in that spot. (laughs) That's why it's good to have like somebody that wasn't exposed to this kind of with you sometimes to kind of talk to them about it so they can tell you what's normal or not. Because honestly, it's going to be hard to know what's normal or not. So you have to be patient with yourself. So, how do green people use dramatic emotions? Again, with the greens, the image, the money, the coldness, you know, they, would just, they just move on. How many green narcissists, men, honestly, in readings do I see? Um, you know, I'm reading their daughters or their wives or whatever. Um, they just left, new family, and they don't call anybody else anymore all the time. Like it's almost like they just want to write off or just delete. You guys don't perceive me the way I need to be perceived. So I'm going to delete you and they control you that way because you don't want to be deleted. That's like your dad or that's your husband. I don't want, or that's your, that's your mom or something. Like I don't want to be deleted, but you know, they can delete you. It's not normal to delete somebody and that's what they're able to do. They delete. You and they're dramatic about it, and they will just move on and not call you for Christmas. And they don't look sad about it, and they're probably not. It's very upsetting, but there's not something wrong with you, which is what you think. There's something wrong with them. Red people, uh, I mean, their dramatic emotions, they're just flipping scary. They huge scenes, huge scenes. Another way they can use dramatic emotions, and this is interesting, they're like, it's like the be the hero narrative. So I had this one friend and her husband was so, such a, they're divorced now, thank God, but he's such a narcissist and, um, but he was also like a firefighter. Okay. So like he would do these things, tell us all how he like, I'm not even joking, like gave CPR to a kitten, like out of a, out of a burning building. Okay. And like, even me, and I know he's a narcissist and I know what he did to her and I know what he did to the kids. I'm like, oh my God. A kitten, you know, like, <laughs> and he's like, mm hmm, a kitten. Like, wow. You know, they know how to get you. Okay. Like, they're very good. Reds are very good with the charm and they're very good with seeing the things that kind of hook you. Um, but, so the be the hero narrative is a big thing with with reds, like this drama or you know something's going on and they come in and save the day, uh, and then everyone's like, oh wow, what are you talking about? He's a, he's amazing or she's great. Look how they just saved the day. Yellows with i mean yellows dramatically will use the silent treatment like they just will not talk to you they'll pretend you're not there like i mean you could even ha- like this could be your mom like and you grew up like this like days with her not speaking to you <laughs> it's really weird um and they won't break it until they decide to so the silent treatment is a big uh, yellow narcissist uh tactic blue people i mean and this is what they're a sneaky man these blue narcissists a medical event that's not real, okay? Maybe you said something they don't like and now they're on the phone with 911 because they're having a heart attack, you know? Things like that attention-seeking behavior that will make them look forlorn, sick, lonely, and sad. Thus, getting others to feel like you're the bad person for ignoring them. Thus, getting you to partake in whatever is going on with them, this dramatic event so that you are playing. It's a setup. You you know, you you have to kind of play the part this is a slippery slope because obviously if somebody is threatening self-harm or whatnot, I mean, maybe they would do it, you know? So you have to like, it's hard. It's so hard because some people really are ill and they might go out, they might do the self-harm thing and you know they'll do it. But some people are capitalizing off of that fact that they know, and they, narcissists don't hurt themselves. I'm telling you. Now, I don't know if that's actually clinically true, but from what I see, (laughs) they're too full of themselves. They love themselves too much to ever hurt themselves. So it's hard. That one's hard. And that's why blue narcissists are extremely tricky. Purples. They'll bring your friends into it. The purple narcissists turn people against you, make a smear campaign. They will tell all your secrets. They'll do all that. They'll text your ex. They'll text your now. They'll text everybody. Like, whatever. Okay. Another thing narcissists all do, gaslighting. Like, when you know something happened and somebody says that you don't know what happened, the hard thing about this is you want to believe them, especially if you love them. Like, you want, you really do want to believe that. You wish you didn't hear them say that. Or you wish you didn't know they say that. Or you wish you didn't see what they did. Or you wish it didn't happen the way it did flip and happen. Because you don't want to be wrong. You don't, you don't want to stop this relationship. Most of the time, you love this person, whoever they are in your life. You love them. You have a relationship with them. You want it to be different. So they use that and, and they get you with the gaslighting. So when somebody tells you what you felt or saw or heard was wrong and you're wrong, and actually, how wrong of you to make them feel bad about your own make-believe story about them that 's gaslighting, and when we fall for it it 's because we 've been gaslit our whole life, and we and, and that was like a love language for you, <laughs> really you know, like uh, that might be a love language for you, that might be like, oh, you know, I heard them say this about me, and I confronted them, and they were like, what you 're crazy, that is not what I said, and how dare you even make me feel bad for that make believe story? <gasps> oh good, they love me enough to gaslight me, oh yeah, yeah, that's deep people. <laughs> I understand. So um, it's true. As you work on these things, you probably can't tell the difference between a lie and a truth anymore with somebody. Um, and 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 the other thing narcissists will use is like something it's been coined as word salad. I mean, they'll just use any and all words to get you off your point. So how does each aura color do this? Greens, you know, greens have like the 10 commandments of the green. They're, they're right. You're wrong. This is why. And they don't like to defend themselves, so they'll do the delete thing too. So they might not even sometimes gaslight. They might just be like, "That's wrong," and now I'm going to ignore you. Uh, reds yell, scream. They'll use logic, show of force. Crazy. They'll get crazy, and you just don't want to deal with that outburst. So you're like, "Fine, fine, 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 fine." And then over time, if that's normalized to you, you can feel like their outburst is actually a show of their effort. Okay, well. They feel bad, so they had a temper tantrum about it. We'll just move on. Yellow people. Oh, you don't remember it this way. You remember it wrong. That's not what happened. This is what happened. Like, yellow narcissists live in their own world, and they'll just tell you what happened. And then, again, if that's what you were accustomed to growing up, then you're waiting for somebody to tell you what reality actually is versus what you interpreted it as, leading you to go on the rest of your life. Always questioning your own reality, which is very difficult in all personal relationships and can lead to all sorts of issues that you probably have found in friendships and relationships and things of that of that nature. And it's all because somebody from a very early age possibly told you that the way you interpreted things was incorrect and you needed somebody else to tell you what is correct. And that's gaslighting. Blues. I mean they'll just pull the sick or the hurt card. I mean they'll get hysterical, cry, a lot of emotion. How could you say that? How could you make me why are you doing this to me? Oh, never mind. I didn't mean to do that to you. Just forget it. Guilt. Purples argue. Deflect. Oh yeah. Project. I mean, they all do that. Bring up stuff from the past. You heard it wrong. That's not how I said it. Let's just be honest. Purples, aside from reds, purples are the best at getting you to doubt yourself. Okay, maybe I did. Maybe I did hear it wrong because they're creative that way. Another thing they all do is they get yo yo on you. They're super kind. Then they do the silent treatment. The relationship is never normal or the same, there's ups and downs all the time. It's like a day to day thing. You'll, they'll use their wiles to get you to do things for them. And then they'll just like turn off their phone for a week, pretend you don't exist. You wonder if it was ever real. You feel disposable. Then when they bring you back, you're like, oh, so desperate for it. You're thankful. If they're, if you aren't in the interest of their own ego, for whatever reason, you're of no use to them. So narcissists do go through people quickly. Um... Hence why many people used to narcissistic behavior will be like kind of brown nosers. (laughs) They make nice. They suck up. They're pleasers. They know exactly what to say. They go overboard with compliments because they've always had to prove their love. They've always had to show submissive behavior to somebody to feel loving. They've basically always have had to act as a doormat um, in order to get love externally that they've been conditioned to feel like they need so badly which again can be really hard in life. So how does each color show you the that yo-yo thing, that hot and cold thing? Greens, they'll love bomb, so they'll come out real strong and then they're like, "Oh, I want to get married. I love you. I, this da da da, we're going to do this. We're going to do." And then and then nothing. If you're in a relationship with one long-term, there's honeymoon periods. And then back to the status quo. If this is a family member, same thing. It's like, I'm going to make this better. I want to have a relationship with you. Let's get let's let's be closer. And then they just kind of ignore you. So it's, it's hot and cold. Reds, passion, anger. And then what happens is less passion and then more anger <laughs> over time. Reds are really good at making you feel like, oh, this is like, a whole body experience with them. Like, oh my gosh, I love these ups and downs and these highs and lows with them. And this is interesting and stuff. And you get kind of addicted to the ups and downs and highs and lows. But then what happens is over time, there's more anger instead of passion. So you become the reason their own life is bad. So they start creating reasons why you're the one, which is why their life's a living hell or you're the one why they're not happy or you're the one that's causing them whatever grief that's actually their own stuff they have to deal with. Yellows, they're dismissive. Um, they say what they have to say and then cold shoulder, they can recoil from touch or emotional proximity, which is a real issue. If it's like a family member that was supposed to nurture you, they have a real hard time sometimes touching yellow narcissists. You didn't get the hugs or the love that you needed that way. Blues. They'll talk to others about you and then and then if you don't do for them, they'll get like a new savior for their life that's not you. So all of a sudden like if this is your mom, all of a sudden like, oh my it's like a second daughter to me, this person, she brought me, I don't know, coffee. You weren't there though, were you? They can't count on you. They count on this person now. This person is, so this, per, so they start building up somebody else and then letting you know they're doing that, <laughs> which if it's your friend or then you're like, am I a bad person? yeah oh they do have that condition they keep bringing up. Maybe I am. Purples, they get a new best friend, they'll leave you out, catty, clicky, high school stuff. Um, Another thing all narcissists do is they want to isolate you. They will definitely try to make sure that anyone you spend time with or have a relationship um, isn't a threat to them. So they will always go after somebody else in your life, that person's character. They will even make it uncomfortable to be in a relationship with anyone else but them. They will start labeling people in weird and awkward ways um, so as to deter you from being with them, like calling your friend a crush. Oh, you have a crush on her. Is that your new crush now? You two like Bessies. That what you're doing with her or someone you generally like as a person is jealous or after you in a bad way. So they'll like say, oh, your friend, she, she's, I don't know, she's, she's after your man. She's not really into you. She wants your boyfriend. Like they'll come up with like these, what they do is they, her, uh, what these do, uh, narcissists are really good at reading you so they know what your insecurities are and then they'll just kind of make stuff up about the people around you who aren't them and then like put their own... like intentions on other people and then, but it makes you paranoid. So it kind of works. They're insecure. So they'll project it onto other people, uh, in your life who aren't that way. So how do green people isolate you? Greens will cut you off again with the financial attempt to control you. You you know, if they can't take, if you don't care anymore, they'll try to take your car or your house, or if you're divorcing one, your kids. I mean, they will go, they, they get nasty that way. Uh, reds, they'll turn they'll turn off they'll turn people off so like red people after red narcissists i don't mean and i always mean narcissists when i say people this is like a narcissist these are all narcissist traits not not the normal people traits red narcissists will make it uncomfortable for you to bring them around your friends so they're so not well behaved you're not Saying that your family's coming to the picnic anymore because your husband's acting like this and you don't want to say that, so you just make an excuse. Or all of a sudden, like you're hanging out with your friend alone, you're not bringing her to other things, you know, like it becomes just they're too ill behaved to be with other people, so you just spend time, so you choose them instead of other people to hang out with. Yellow people, they'll be openly rude, um, and, and you know what, they do a lot of like critique, they'll attack somebody, like, oh. Um, it like, and it doesn't matter. It's converse. So if somebody is like, they perceive them as not as good as us, that person's not as good as us. Oh, we were so much classier than them. We're so much better than them. Or conversely, um, wow. Who do you think you are hanging out with that? Are you a social climber? Are you just trying to be like her? She's never, they're never going to accept you into their circle. You're not like them. So they like to make like class differentiations or distinctions and make you feel less than in some way. Blues, aren't I enough? What did I do to deserve this? Aren't I enough for you? Why are you going out again? But they, they do it a lot. Purples, if you're like, and this is where it gets really gross, but this is this happens. Like, let's say you're a mom who's close to your son, like super close, and your husband needs, he's a narcissist and he wants to isolate you, all right? And he's purple. He might say something like, oh, are you two dating? Is that your boyfriend? And it's like, ew, like, that's my kid. Like, why are you... That re, like they want you to kind of recoil and like be oh maybe I shouldn't be so close to it because I'm gonna I'm gonna hear that from the narcissist in my life that it's inappropriate. They do that on purpose to shock you. If you're friends with somebody, they they'll tell you oh nope that person's using you. Oh maybe I'm being used. I should really think that over. So they they try to get you to to question yourself. Um. And the final two things and i wasn't going to go through the colors in this one projection we mentioned a lot in here and all aura colors do that if you want to know what a narcissist is thinking just listen to what they say about what you're doing <laughs> you want to leave me don't you nope but you just told me what you want to do okay anything that they tell you is you is them and then patterns i call it the horse and pony show Once you see it, you cannot unsee it. It might be different actions or words or whatever, but it is the same thing over and over again. And when you see the pattern, it's not hard to fill in the blanks about how everything else is going to go. So... Yeah, I wanted. I hope this episode helped you kind of solidify how each aura color can demonstrate narcissism, even the sneaky ways or whatever. And in your own life, you can kind of see where it's impacted you or moved you around. I want to hear your stories on the Mystic Michaela spiritual family. Hey, Scotty.
1: Hey.
0: So, we asked the Mystic Michaela spiritual family what some of their. Experiences were when they first realized somebody was a total narcissist in their life, and we got so many amazing stories and in depth comments. You have to check it out if you haven't already.
1: All right, do you want to uh, yeah, so go let with me, the first one, yeah, or do you want me to do the first one?
0: Oh, the first one, okay, I'm All gonna right. give this person's initials SK. Okay. So she says. I had suspicions that my sister's boyfriend was a narcissist when he started love bombing her very early in the relationship, like within the first couple of weeks. The I love you and I want a family with you and making her go into a separate room to video chat with him. I only confirmed... He was when I noticed that the longer they were dating, the more her bank account was being drained and she ended up in a lot of debt. There was also the entitlement to her car that my mom was paying for. My sister gave birth to their child and he used his child as leverage to try to get what he wanted from my family. Things um, like give us this car, you pieces of... S word, or you won't be able to see the baby again. He was also able to separate my sister from the family by telling her that we were the narcissists. Then came the devaluing stage where he was cheating on her and saying cruel things to her, making her feel not worthy. And of course, the hovering by apologizing, telling her he'll change and go to therapy, which of course he didn't. And then the cycle began all over again. It's hard watching a loved one go through all this. I've tried to open... Her eyes, but her trauma bond with him is very strong. I mean, just watching a family member. Can you imagine, like, one of the kids or something? Uh, I, can't, I can't even put it out there. Nah. Like, the torture. But that's, like, all that like, that's, like, the green narcissist thing with the money. That's, like, um, the green narcissist thing with the love bombing. Yeah,
1: you got everything in there. That's, like,
0: the isolating, yeah. the, the projection, your family's not I mean, that's crazy.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're here to expose these people.
0: Uh, and the trauma bond. <laughs> no, but it's yeah. true because like she's like, well, this must be love. I mean, he's, he he puts a lot of effort right. into uh, keeping me isolated. It must mean he loves me.
1: Yep, there it is.
0: Wow. Okay, so what do you got?
1: All right, so this one I think a lot of people could relate to. It's from Melissa. Um, wedding day stuff.
0: Oh, I love that. I mean... They, nothing like a wedding to bring out the narcissists.
1: Nothing like a wedding to bring out the narcissists. <laughs> we know this firsthand.
0: They our, just come out,
1: man. Our wedding was a total disaster. <laughs> the uh, day of was good. We, I think we've mentioned it a couple times here, not the details, <laughs> but uh, here we go. All right. Okay. Melissa writes, on my wedding day, the weather was not looking great. So my closest friends and family were limiting my weather app activity, LOL, and trying to cheer me up then my mother-in-law showed up at our venue she bursts into the room that we were getting ready in and goes on this dramatic rant about how she's been tracking the storm all morning and how it's supposed to hit as soon as we start our ceremony (laughs) and how she has her whole church back home praying for the storm to clear up and on and on and on and on she then proceeded to share with everyone how she's been so anxious about the wedding that she's been so anxious. Wow. That she's, she hasn't eaten in two days, Oh! passed out this morning, Oh my! and her mom had to take her to the hospital.
0: Oh, medical events. Yeah. For attention.
1: Mm-hmm. We know about those. By this time, I had no other words, and my mom practically body checked her out of the room.
0: <laughs> Love her mother. Love the mom. <laughs> yeah. She's like, get the heck out.
1: Late, later that night, when my husband and I were introduced as Mr. and Mrs. Coffin for the first time... She said loud enough for my best friend to hear, that's not the real Mrs. Coffin. I am. Oh,
0: my God. That's really weird.
1: My BFF turned around jokingly and said, oh, I'm sure it'll take some time to get used to, giving her a chance to essentially take back what she had said. Yeah,
0: like be cute. Yeah. Like, oh, that was a joke. I know, yeah, right? Ha ha. Right.
1: And then she, then she said again, no, I'm the real Mrs. Coffin. <laughs> She's like, no. Can't make this stuff up, y'all.
0: <laughs> that's <is> hysterical.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Melissa. That... Yeah, I'm sure many people have had that other way. That wedding day. is so
0: funny. Oh my! Gosh. I mean, it's not funny. No, it's but not you funny. have to laugh. You do. You do. You just have to. Okay. Um, the next one is J L. She said, when my son's dad sued me while I was still pregnant, because life is all about him, he first denied being the dad. (laughs) Then I didn't hear from him for months until he sued me while I was pregnant. Can you imagine like you're pregnant with somebody who's denying that that's his kid and then you get like served, you know, how stressful. Then I didn't hear from him from, okay, then he sued me while I was pregnant. What did he sue me for? Full custody. Wow, you're pregnant. Can you imagine? Child support, okay. And to force the hospital to let him into the delivery room. Remember, he had previously denied even being the dad. Total narcissist. I can't, can't like, just being pregnant and vulnerable like that. And then somebody's just like, I'm going to take your baby from you full time. <laughs> That's horrible. Oh my gosh. Okay. What do you got? All
1: right. Yeah. All right. I got Claire a short one here. Okay. Uh, and this one might be also one. I try to pick ones that maybe people could relate to. Mm. Uh, Claire writes, "When I left him, and he faked having cancer to suck me back in." so oh. So another medical thing. Medical
0: event. That, yeah, yeah. It's it's hard because like people actually do get cancer, right. and it brings me back to kind of like um, on Real Housewives yeah. of Orange County. Right. I mean, back when Megan was on it, and she exposed. Um, that Vicky's boyfriend yeah. at the time for faking cancer and she did it she got like crap for it because they were like but what if he does like isn't that terrible to call the hospital and make sure and da 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 and she was like no because like real people have it takes away right but that's what they do narcissists love to take that they love that attention
1: yeah and that guy i think brooks brooks he, that he, was his name yeah. oh look at you i'm so proud of you he was a total narcissist right yes. Yeah. Total oh narcissus. yeah, yeah. I love exposing these guys. It seems like it's mostly, uh, or women no, too. No, it's women.
0: honestly, it's it be anyone. both. Yeah, there's women no. Women can be better at hiding it a little yeah. bit because they're like, well, I'm emotional. And it's like, no, you're just using yeah. it. That's what I talk about in my in my focus today. It was sometimes the blue narcissists are extra hard to catch because they're like, but, you know, they're needy or they come off a certain way, wounded or victimized.
1: All right. I think we've had a lot of ups and downs on yeah. this episode. I, I just want <laughs> ups to, I did, and downs. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we started off with we, tears. We we ended with some weird sexual things going on in Pineapple. I mean, we in the middle, we had some sexual things in Pineapples. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, we, <laughs> your, your speech there, and then some of these stories. And I just want to end it with this one. I don't know if this guy's a nar- There's not enough here to tell if this guy's a narcissist or not. <laughs> yeah. Or or, or yeah, I think it's a guy. Yeah, this guy. Uh, so Jessica just wrote, I texted, I just got sprayed by a skunk and he replied, okay.
0: That's like her whole story.
1: <laughs> that's the whole story. <laughs> but I thought it was funny. Now, he could be a narcissist. I have no maybe idea. Maybe he is. That
0: was like maybe one of the many things yeah. he was dismissive about. But, um, right. I'm trying or to think maybe back. he was just like, okay.
1: Yeah. He'd just be like, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, okay, that happens. You know, like, because like certain states, like in, I think in Arkansas, people get sprayed by skunks all the time. Is that true? It's the highest rate of skunk spray. Stop. In Arkansas. Yeah. Oh,
0: that's interesting. You know that.
1: Yeah. I don't know how I know that, but look it up. It, it's true. Or not true. But um. <laughs>
0: Well, I think when so I you have know. an experience with a narcissist, you feel like you got sprayed on by a skunk. skunk. Okay. So, there you go. On that note, thank you all for spending time with us today. You know, this podcast is for you and about you. I love and appreciate every single one of you. Take care. your podcast app.